This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. Just getting out for a morning walk. Just after four. Through the gates we go. Uh, one of my neighbors is up and about. So, uh, let's see, I have continued to walk and talk, and I was uh, planning, and to, I, I believe I've finished sort of one shape of this podcast, and <clears throat> I hear Cerebus is awake, um, the guard dog. Yeah, so... What is it? I've gotten a lot out of the podcast, and I'm I'm going to keep doing it for myself. I'm not going to be on topic, and I'm just going to get out and uh, talk. Talk about a variety of things. Um, let's say where I'm at in writing publishing, um, talk about writing, but less specific, and just giving myself room to maneuver, and um, there's also uh, specific issues where I'm living that are important to me that I'm going to talk about, so that's just giving giving you a heads up, you know, that you don't um, <laughs> feel... No- don't feel obligated to listen uh, because it is not going to be what it was before. That said, a number of episodes I talked about, say, works in progress, WIPs, and I, uh, I, I expressed, sort of say, um, Things, big things, uh, that I'm I'm wrestling with, and uh, that's uh, super important to me. And I I don't want to uh, edit myself, and it's important for me for me to be talking about those issues. And um, you know, feel free to keep listening if that's your thing. And uh, if you're tuning in, that uh, that's sort of the difference between the episodes that have uh, come before this. Uh, I suspect that there won't be that much difference, but uh, it just sort of say f- for myself, there'll be this clarity of, um, you know, so I'll have uh, soapbox episodes or... You know, if I'm if I'm getting emotional, or even say you know break down, that that's okay. You know, I don't have to sort of toss out the episode, and uh, so it's kind of like validating, and uh, yeah. But I, you know, if you're if you're purely into the into the writing, publishing, 
then, you know, definitely go for the episodes that have come before this. And, uh, there's a lot of, I think that there's a lot of good material there and, um, thoughts, thoughts and, and theory, um, So the uh, topic-wise, where I'm where I'm at is uh, a big issue for me uh, that that I'm wrestling with. But I feel like I've come to a decision, and this has to do with my uh, childhood home, which is the uh, CRCA Co-op in New Westminster. And, uh, it's, it's a bit of a, a struggle because, what is it, story-wise, that, you know, say I've grown up with this, um, sort of conditioning, this, this kind of belief system, you know, that, uh, most of what happened there, you know, was good and grand and, you know, there isn't any problem. The basic foundations of the place, this sort of communal living and lifestyle are, are quite a good thing, you know, and, uh, sort of it's, it's a good model to look to and, that's definitely a point of view. And you and two, you could say it's a story. Um, in my case, it was uh, propaganda. It was, you know, I was sort of force-fed this meal, this sort of one-sided perspective, and that what we were, what we were doing was good and glorious. And there wasn't anything wrong with any of it. Uh, one of my memories is of it being there while my mother is helping to pack up a shipment of drugs to be shipped across Canada. You know, and uh, she's helping out another guy. And there's there's sort of there's a million different ways of of seeing it, and there's just a couple really you know, that you know is it a crime that's taking place? Yes, you know it's this shipment of illegal substances. Does it does it matter? Well. Legally, yes. I mean, if you're getting into into the philosophical question, if you you know, do we have the rights and freedoms to do whatever we want, and that there's no punishment? You know, that's a that's a, that's a different side of different side of the equation. 
said, where am I going with this? Uh, just that, say, my old friend, Corby Cuff, I remember him saying that, yeah, you know, you can't go home. And uh, he did. Corby was a, an artist, was uh, a local artist. And it was brilliant to hear about his work. You know, that he was, I think he was on the, cut, the, the growing edge. You know, that he was creating work that was, that didn't have structure, right? That's what he was going for. And, you know, he, <laughs> he'd left me, you know, uh, miles, you know, I, I'm, I'm eating his dust. And, uh, but I remember he said he wanted to get, he wanted to, he wanted to go home. I too wanted to go back to this paradise that our parents proclaimed and we were both uh, children. And, and also, too, we, we were creative. You know, we ended up being um, two creative people that had come out of that environment. Uh, damaged. You know, we were, we were uh, damaged by the environment. And uh, there's other children, you know, who are now grown up who... You know, I, I witnessed being damaged. And in one way or another, you know, we've tried to return home. You know, when I, when I did, I remember uh, talking, talking about the abuse. And, you know, as one person said, the silence, the silence is deafening. And, uh, you know, how, how dare you tell a different story or have a different version? And in, in, in my case, I'm thinking, uh, because I'm, you know, having studied English Lit and thinking about um, the literary connections of no place which is utopia, that uh, how we use the word today uh, as this perfect place. And in literary circles, it, it's also, it, the, the Greek meaning of the word is, you know, of utopia is no place. It doesn't exist. You know, it's a, it's a paradise that never was and never will be. And yet we imagine it. And I was sold this bag of goods that this hippie communal living and lifestyle, you know, it was it was the best way and the good way and the wonderful way. My mother even called the place. She said uh, it was a, it's a temple. It was a temple. It is a temple. Uh... I think in her case too that she she said that she she got out of one bad relationship 
into another, actually. And then finally uh, found someone who I would admit is, you know, stable and uh, a healthier individual. And uh, they, they have and had these meetings called house meetings where everybody got together and that uh, people were voting and encouraged to speak and if you had a problem it could be aired and discussed and that say you know that that for uh, my mother was very what was it it was a she she felt like she that she was given a voice or that she could claim that voice you know that she had a that there was a space for her and Uh, for for myself, the the flip side is that say I observed um, rules, you know, just being you know broken. If the it was mob rule, majority rule, and even if there were say previous rules and say um, you know if you were adamantly opposed to something, you could veto, and I saw. I saw the end of that, but of course, you know, it's, tr- it's trotted out, it's trotted out later, and so where, where am I at now? Um, my, an, an argument that I'm at now is that if it's such a great place, if it deserves to continue, then this is a golden opportunity for the CRCA Co-op to address uh, address the problems. I'm not going to say allegations because you know that's that's not where that's this is that. Um, and to you know personally. Um, you know, I, I know one survivor who's now dead, and, uh, I know, uh, you know, another survivor who's wrestling, and I, I too wrestle, and, um, you know, that's three, and then there's others I'm not in touch with. And there's there's the issue of women who were abused there. But if if the co-op is um, worth keeping, uh, you know, and, and that's you know at at you know the episode that I'm having right now is that. Is, is, is an argument, and that it's, you know, did, did that environment um, promote and foster uh, negligence, a negligent environment in which children were abused, uh, abused, hurt, and uh, that, you know, that damage, that damaged them, 
uh, and their families. Uh, in, the, in, in the case of the families, did the environment promote uh, and encourage families to stay together? You know, or did divorces happen? Right? Was it an environment that promoted a kind of mental health as far as relationships? You know, uh, staying away from codependency and promoting independence. Right? Let's have two people getting together who are independent and who, you know, enjoy each other's company and are not harboring. Uh, you know, deep-seated <laughs> problems. Um, in, in what you know, what I saw was, you know, that relationships, you know, those relationships were doomed. You know, all of the relationships that my childhood friends were in, or so on, those those ended. Nothing was not long-term or stable. <clears throat> by extension, we were surrounded by people who, in one way or another, were involved in substance abuse. Even if it's down at the level of alcohol and cigarettes, you know, and I can easily jump to alcohol and say, you know, there's addiction there, and cigarettes as well. But, you know, I'll really go for the, for the alcohol. Um, it, you know, is that a safe environment for a child? Some people have no problem uh, with drinking around children and modeling addictive behavior. You know, they see no problem with that. I grew up around a smoker, and I have this kind of flip of perception, you know, of going, you know, oh, well, that's ordinary behavior, you know. Some people are just so um, unable to cope that they require substances and they self-medicate, you know, in order to get through their daily life. And, and two, you could argue, well, that's a person's prerogative, you know, if people want to do that. And to a point, I would agree, but if you're creating a social environment, if you're inviting in families with children, and two, if you're, if you're inviting in people, young people who are, I don't know, maybe the first time they've left home, going to college or school, you know, and you're promoting this place as a safe place, as a healthy environment, especially now, that it's out in the open about the uh, child abuse at the CRCA. I, you know, I don't think that the advertisements can read, you know, um, communal living environment in Newestminster is looking for, you know, a few good members. Unless, of course, you're a pedophile or a sociopath. <clears throat> what, you know, how... You know, how can you possibly tell? That's one of the, the hallmarks of this sociopath, is that they're these human chameleons, and that they can blend in. You know, they're not stupid monsters. They're very smart monsters. They're predators. 
And then on that list, you also have predators. You know, it's it's a place where that has happened to children and women. And I would argue, you know, that you know, men going there as well, they're going to be, in a sense, they're going to be groomed. They're going to be invited to join this kind of cult of abuse that exists there. The response that happened from the co-op when, when the matter was really brought up in public, the response from the co-op itself, not the members, the extended members, was... Uh, one of denial, denial and disbelief. There was there was some concern from older members, and some shock, you know, that it hadn't been discussed or talked about. Um, now I'm just going for the actual argument that if the place is to continue. In, in, in the ethical and moral sense, you know, of, of something that values and benefits, you know, the surrounding community and the extended family, that it behooves the co-op to address the environment that it promotes. You know, just up until... A few years ago, uh, they promoted an environment, um, perhaps, you know, within a decade, they had a child living there, you know, with no regulation. Uh, you know, it was just as negligent as before. Uh, and they were, you know, I talked with a person who proudly told me, you know, that there was a child at the co-op. And I, I couldn't believe it at uh, Corby's funeral or celebration of life uh, I had someone come up to me and tell me that their child was staying at the co-op you know their child is a uh, adult like in their 20s and then you know in my mind I'm just like why why would you tell me that why would you talk about um, why would you send your you know your child your adult child why would you didn't did, you know haven't you told them what kind of an environment it is are you are you hoping that they'll hook up with you know somebody I don't know create another kid there is no way of assuring that any of the people live there are safe. The only thing that you can do is promote a safe environment, you know, and tell families not to leave their children unattended. Don't neglect your children. Don't seek babysitters within that environment. You know, I'm sure that, you know, there's a high possibility that they're all good and decent individuals. You know, that said, it's impossible to tell uh, all of the time. The pedophile, uh, and two, 
other abuses, the pedophilia and other abuses that happened at the CRCA co-op, those weren't, you know, you know, there wasn't sort of like an advertisement saying, this is what we want here. But what, what it was, was a kind of power vacuum, right, that with this sort of free-range philosophy and mentality, you know, and it's, it's safe, right, because we're all freaks, right? We're long-haired freaks and better living through chemistry and so on and so forth. Um, when I was last there, there was this sort of say, there was an awareness I had that there were um, people who were in various stages of hard drug use, that there were um, addicts. When I was living there, there were addicts, and even if, say, you jump up and say, you know, oh, they're not doing something anymore, you know, the, the secret of addiction, alcoholism, is that, you know, it never ends. It's a disease that you never heal from. Uh, gambling addiction, right? You're always an addict. And, you know, hopefully you can learn to live with that and figure out how to best cope. And two, there were, you know, people with different levels of addiction. There were people who were um, using cannabis, alcohol, and two, you can say, oh, you know, well, that's, you know, they're safe. And the big, the big comeback, though, is, ah, but you see, why? Why, why use a substance at all? You know, that's where we're getting into the topic of the cause, which I want to talk about more, but I've censored myself. And so... You know, this is kind of my foothold into that conversation. Inadvertently, I would say, you know, because my mother and her friends, they didn't set out to, you know, promote the abuse of children. That wasn't their agenda. You know, they wanted uh, freedom, liberty. You know, they wanted to be able to... Uh, go places and do things and break out of the cage of uh, normality. It's all the terminology at the time, the buzzwords, you know, um, being against the man, the system. Uh, I remember one phrase was, don't trust anyone over 30. And, uh, And two, you know, for quite a long time, I, I was on side. You know, like I went to a happy wedding where I got abused. And uh, I went to, you know, other, uh, other events. And and two, it's, it's, it's this sort of flip side yeah, and two, there was this continuing argument of who who was the better parent, who had the better sort of, you know, you didn't want to mind control your child, you know, but uh, 
that that conversation um, Corby Corby and some other kids were sent to a school that was uh, I think it was called Discovery School while I was sent to a, a public school <clears throat> and I didn't really think about it at the time but Corby had been you know Corby was going to a private school and yeah there there was a lot that I didn't think about at the time for a long time it's just accepted you know that was uh my silence you know I didn't want to be a snitch I didn't want to rat on anyone. You know, it, it, it sounds very sort of gangsterish, right? You're part of this cult or you're part of this uh, criminal, criminal organization. And it's nothing like that, you know. It's just people who want to, you know, they're, they're mental slaves. You know, and... Uh, that's fine. Go do that. You know, don't involve children. Don't involve families. You know, if you if you want to have a family, grow up and be responsible. Take care of your children, or give them up for adoption, or you know, have I don't know your grandparents take over, take care. It was a it, it it was and is a weird environment. Uh, we had drug addicts who would give up their kids, right? It would be sort of like, well, you know, you're into the hard drug scene, so why don't we take care of your kids? And the problem is, is that the co-op, you know, wasn't any better. There was a pedophile living at the co-op for, you know, <laughs> thirty. 30, 40 years? I, I, I don't remember if, I, if I've said this before, but in conversations with that particular abuser that they had, they had said, I don't, I don't do that anymore. And talking with them before they died. And, uh, you know, that's that's not the point. It's it's not about, you know, that you've stopped and you're you're a better person now. That that's not how it works. It's kind of like say, you know, murder. You murder someone and then claim that I don't murder people anymore. Oh, you know. <laughs> and it, it's it, you know, it's not about the the amount, right? It's it's about that it was done. Um, is it a crime? Yes. Are we talking about a crime, say, like, you know, taking a, a, a toot of some kind of substance? You know, no, we're not talking about that. Um, you know, we're talking about children. You know, potential uh, members of society who have a lot to offer. Right? Uh... Was it potential prospective members, and they weren't protected, 
and this went on for years and years. And, it, it, you know, I've ended up in the hospital many times. I, uh, I can't hold a job. And it's after me. It was after Corby, and it got him. The co-op killed Corby. And now it's after me. It's after me. It's... Part of the abuse was, was being told to shut up while it was happening. Right? We were too loud. And then we were abused while we were also told to shut up. And so the silence was compounded. It wasn't just about... It wasn't just about, you know, keeping the secret about, you know, the crime. It was about keeping the secret of the violence, the sexual assault, the abuse. It was about, you know, don't talk about the, you know, just being put down. You know, that things were said to children that should never be said to children. You know, it was degrading. And this was, it was, you know, there were parts of it that were um, part of, a part of the kind of subculture. You know, you wear the banner and you, you know, the badge of being a freak. You know, ah, yes, I'm a freak, and here's my freak children. The problem with that is that it's using, using words in a different way, you know, and there's this terrible confusion. Um, the other side of it, too, is that, you know, these freaks uh, did not sign up for the abuse and the assault that was happening. And, you know, talking, you know, the people that have gotten back to me that were adults around that time, you know, there's this great amount of sorrow and confusion and upset. You know, they, they don't want to be seen that way. You know, they don't want to wear this, you know, card of shame, right? Or, you know, have that attached to their name. Oh, yes, you know, I was part of the 60s. You know, the wild and rambunctious, you know, time of my generation. I wasn't one of those squares, you know, that went off and lived in a house and had a car and a job. No. I live in a, it lived in a hippie commune. Oh, those were wild days. I, I, I liked one bit of feedback I got, which was... Uh... You know, that, you know, take an honest look at that place, you know, at the negligent environment. And don't tell me that you don't think that something like that could happen there. You know, the potential just ramps up. You know, the kids are not being watched. They're, you know, surrounded by people in altered states, you know, using uh, drugs. And um, there's a 
And two, <laughs> you know, that, yeah, that's a level of stupidity, right? You know, I, you know, it's, I'm within my rights, you know, as a, as a survivor of that situation, you know, that the people who set that up and the people who continued it for, you know, it's, it's just gone on 50 years. And the co-op hasn't, you know, stepped down. They haven't come forward. It's a golden opportunity to help heal um, the families that have and are and will be affected. Because this stuff doesn't just go away. Cycles of violence and abuse, they continue through generations. And this is an opportunity for the CRCA co-op to stand up and take responsibility. But it hasn't, and it won't, and it can't. And I understand. You know, if I was a new co-oper, if I was the kid, you know, I mentioned this, you know, an old co-oper you know, and his wife, that they had sent their child to go live in this potentially dangerous environment. And that, you know, that adult in their 20s, you know, how does that sit with them? And being connected to me, knowing me, you know, why don't they take responsibility and do the right thing and stand up and say, no, I'm not about that. And I won't let this place be about that. Why not call me up or email me? Have me come to a house meeting. You know, let's start the discussion. Bring in some of the other families. Bring in some specialists to fix the problem and say, this is how you do it. You know, you stop encouraging mental illness. You stop advocating addiction. You stop turning a blind eye to it. And you know what's going to happen? The CRCA co-op is going to flourish. You know, because they have addressed the problem, they've seen the golden opportunity and realized it will make them better people. Right? You know, don't just sweep it under the carpet. Come forward. Get into the newspaper. Get on the radio and television. Talk about this problem and how you're going to address it. That's the ethical and the moral right thing to do. When you don't, you members, you old members, you veterans of the counterculture, when you don't do this, you're killing us. You know, you're killing those kids who were abused. You're validating it. You know, and it's shameful. And it's just continuing. And, you know, Corby's funeral is not my funeral. Uh, you know, the same people are not going to show up. They're not going to connect the dots, right? Oh no, it's not about that. 
know, that wasn't my co-op. I had nothing to do with that. I'm not responsible. In Dante's version of hell, here's your literary connection. <laughs> in Dante's version of hell, in the uh, Inferno, you know, the people, the damned, they're there because they don't take responsibility. One of the people, you know, in their burning bathtub points the finger, says, it wasn't me, it was him. And what is he doing? He's doing the same thing. It's not my fault. That's the thing about the people living in the co-op right now. CRCA co-op, New Westminster, at 609, 607, Queens Avenue. Halfway up the hill. It's their responsibility. It's my responsibility to speak. It's my story. And it's still there. That voice saying, shut up, shut up, shut up. And getting hurt while it's happening. And seeing, seeing it happen to my friends. And I can't do anything. And if I do something, my friends will get hurt. And they're in the same boat. They can't talk. They can't say anything. And this goes on and on and on. And it's happening right now. And I'm saying, stop it. Shut the place down. Close the CRCA co-op. Do it for the right reasons. If they won't take charge, and if they won't see it as a golden opportunity to heal the community and to make something bright and better, then shut it down. Do, do I have to go to the Queen, the Head of State? Do I have to write that letter? Do I have to do it? Do I have to write to, you know, her second-in-command, the Attorney General? Do I have to go through the whole chain? Do I have to say this over and over? And it's easy. When presented with a golden opportunity, you do the right thing. You don't think about yourself. You don't think about your ego and your pride and, oh, it's going to make me look bad. You stand up on the soapbox and you say, I will not allow this to continue. You know, there's so much potential in the CRCA co-op. Good things have happened. It should be better than this. Let's make it better.
can you imagine a house where there is no negligence and children are protected, families are encouraged, you know, they're not constantly being, you know, having their mental health, their addiction problems, psychological problems, feelings of uh, inadequate, you know, being inadequate. Uh, I can imagine a place like that. I can imagine a utopia, right, where children are protected. It's easy. All you have to do is stand up. It's like sitting at uh, Corby's funeral and the man I sat with He showed me respect. And listened. And helped. No one would talk with me. You know, people gaslighting. And it's not my space. I'm not part of that family. I'm just some old childhood friend who knows the secret. And I'm not wandering around telling everybody about that. At the funeral, right, you know, he died because he was abused at that place. And no one is stopping it. And your children are going to die like this. And I, I sort of, I go back and forth. What do I do? Do I have to show up there and spray paint on their cars that they support pedophilia? No, obviously not. They don't support pedophilia. They just prefer, they just support silence. You know, they don't want to talk about it. They want to forget about it. You know, that's, oh, we don't do that here. Okay, prove it. You know, prove it. How can you prove it? It's easy. It's just, you know, you create an environment where that can't happen. It's not words. That's not happening. And it's I don't think it's going to happen. So I I ask you, shut it down. You know, I ask you, do the right thing. Um, even just to ask the question, right? Just ask it. Did stuff happen there? Will stuff happen again? Is it a safe place? You know? How can you prove it's a safe place? Why isn't anybody standing up? And why isn't anybody doing anything about it? 
10 years, people are going to forget. People move on. You know, it's going to look good in desperate hours to poor families like my poor family and other poor families that live there. I did go to the government. I, I told the government about what happened there. Uh, up here we call it the Ministry of Family and Children Affairs, I think. So I let them know about it. I've called the police. You know. And now I'm on the bad books. Right? I'm the, uh, I'm with the straights now. I'm with the, you know, it's, oh, Moss, you're not cool anymore. Yeah, you know, me and other people who stand up for children's rights. That's the thing, every argument, every shameful thing that has been said, it just falls apart. It's like, so, <laughs> you know, after the vicious thing you just said to me, you support violence, abuse, sexual assault against children, hurting children. You're on board with that. I'm supposed to shut up. Meaning, you know, the subtext here. Let's unpack it. I'm the bad guy. I'm not the superhero. I'm supposed to continue being, you know, silent, ending up in the hospital. And sadly, this is normal. I've connected with other survivors that have nothing to do with the CRCA co-op, and it's, it's the same bullshit all over again. You know, that's not me. I didn't. You know, I'm not part of that. You know, don't make me look at that. You know, don't make me look at that family member, uh, you know, priest, uh, you know, that person who's in power in the social situation. Because it's all about power. So you got a bunch of poor children and families that are falling apart who are, you know, being preyed upon. All of those, you know, moments, it just moves on and it's just me walking down the street, staying alive, because it's a good thing. And that's another thing that's so shameful is that all of those people, you know, they're promoting a good thing. You know, they're not willing to perfect it, right? They're not willing to make it real. It could be a real thing. It could be really safe and good and fun. We don't need substances. We don't need alcohol or cigarettes or gambling. You know, that, that trip is laid on us. We're slaves. You know, slaves to the corporate masters. There's your hippie propaganda talking. If we're so good, how would we let something so bad happen to, you know, 
to people who aren't even people. We're supposed to be protecting children. It's a vile and corrupt place. It could be so much better and good and kind. But they'll stab you in the back and laugh and... When you're in the hospital, no one will show up. But when they put you in the ground, when they kill you, then it's all about them. Oh, this is terrible. I can't believe it. He was so young. What happened? It's not our fault. That's bullshit. It's 100% our fault. Corby's dead. Who's next? It's my fault. So I'm standing up. I'm standing up. I'm pointing the finger. You know? I want justice. You know, and it's already overdue. And I can't save... My friend, who I sold out with silence, all I have left is anger and this pathetic group of people. If there's a hell, They're, they're so there. It's just, it's, it's cruelty to, to put this on us. It's, it's, it's the worst thing that a bunch of people can do to another group of people. To the, you know, their family. A great thing is made out of you know, oh, we're an extended family, you know? Oh, yeah, we've got this deep connection, these hippie roots. So where are you? Where are you? Take me out for a cup of coffee. Check in. You know, don't, don't show me how complicit you are. You know, come on. And that's the thing, is that, you know, now it's just, it's over, and all I have is rage. What's that? From hell's heart I spit at thee? I, I really do. And it's, it's not enough to be alone and, you know, to carry this. And to be sort of, you know, carry, carry my parents' burdens and, you know, their, the, the crimes they've committed. And I'm just supposed to, you know, be a trooper. And that's not the right thing, you know, because you know, who's next? You know, and to the way abuse happens is, 
you get abused, and then you have a choice. You know, that's how you end up with these priests. Some of them will say, it happened to me, so it should happen to other people. You know, they were abused by priests. You know, they were... They were looking for help and comfort, you know, and this is what they ended up with. So I, I don't think it's over. And, yeah. And, you know, I'll go all the way. I have nothing to lose. You know, that's, uh, and they've made it obvious that they're sort of paying lip service. And I've got to, I've got to drag them. I've got to burn down the place. I've got to have the, I, I got to have the community, like the real community, not this imagined utopia. Yeah, but I have to have the families that live around there know what happens at the CRCA co-op. And that it's not over. And nothing has been fixed. In, just, yeah, just to finish up, that it's, what is it? The argument is over. They've lost the argument. It's about, it's about ethics. It's about morality. It's about being a human being. They had a chance. And it, it really is over. You know, what, whatever it is that they've been fighting for and clawing for and arguing for, you know, that the rights of a child trump all of that. Kind, decent human beings would never fall for that kind of bullshit. You know, they would not, they would not sort of truck that out. They would not, no one would dare, you know, no kind, decent person would ever dare to say that you know, a place is more important than a child. A couple of old houses with some kind of lip service to something that never existed. Corby was more important. I am more important. The other kids that survived, you know, their lives, you know, are, are better. And the, the, and the sad thing is, is that it's a golden opportunity. It's too late. And it's, it's important to tell the story. And it's important to keep telling the story. I don't care if they you know, suddenly turn up in an article and go, oh yeah, we totally agree with Moss, yeah. You know, now is the hour.
Nope. No. I don't know what I have to do. Do I have to stand outside with a kind of placard, you know? Do I have to humiliate myself more? Show up at the hospital and they say, what's wrong? <laughs> or, or the local uh, place, you know, that it's called Access. You go in there and they have you fill out a clipboard. You know, and how, how many times until we, until we get it straight? And uh, how, how many doctors do I have to sit through their hysterics because it doesn't work? You know, you can't fix. <laughs> you can't fix it, right? Go to therapy, right? Go to your belief system, your local religion. Okay. Yeah. I'll do it for the co-op, the CRC co-op. Keep it going. You know? Carry that load. I'm done. I'm totally done. I love my life. I love... I love being alive. I liked being alive as a kid. You know? Even, even when it wasn't being... Even, you know, when the violence and the abuse... You know, and I love my my friends. You know, even though we can't look at each other uh, without shame. I'm sorry. I have nothing to be sorry about. So burn it down, shut it down, close it. Give it an R.I.P. Sing your fucking songs about it. I don't care. I have such good memories of that place. Which is always more important. You know, than the rape survivor. You know, or the survivor of child abuse. My story is the better story. I will always listen to the survivor. I will hate it. I will hate that, you know, such brutality and callousness exists in the world. I will write stories about a better way and a better life. Thank you for listening. I know it hasn't been easy, and I, I'm thinking too that you know, if you're here for writing, forget about it. I I don't have any theory, and I don't have any advice. All I have is a scream. All I have is you know, don't tell me how great a place Vancouver is. Don't talk about nature and 
how amazing it is to go camping. You know, what, what is important is important. And if you're not talking about what's important, you're not talking. <laughs> it's just, you know, avoidance, denial. You know, when are we going to start talking about the center of us all? When are we start going to start talking about the self of the capital S? And when are we going to start talking about um, what's essential? You know, really valuing the best part of ourselves. Right. Take care. Um, keep fighting the good fight.